Hello, friends. The Micah on Mike on the road in Baja California, Los Cabos. Here we are because today we're going to talk about how do we build that self worth. Because as we, some of us, are maturing in age, sometimes we disconnect ourselves. But I have a wonderful friend here with us talking about and um, give us some points about self worth. It's Daniel. Daniel, welcome. Thank you, Micah. Good to be on the mic with you today and talking about this very important topic. Yeah, self-worth. What determines self-worth? I mean, I know it's value, but in your own opinion, because, you know, I'm over 50 mm-hmm. and a lot of people say, you know, and some of in our group, our lives changes. We lost partners, we lost businesses, and, and, and life changes at 50. And it mm-hmm. gets better. Mm-hmm. I think it does. Mm-hmm. But also, sometimes that, what I call the left brain, tend to sabotage us mm-hmm. of self-worth. Mm-hmm. In your own words, experience, what is self-worth? I think self-worth comes down to the value that we place on ourselves, And I think the self-worth is sometimes sabotaged because what we end up doing is putting the, the yardstick on that and the measuring stick in other people's hands. Remember they said putting, I like that <laughs> <laughs> We put it in somebody else's hands. And so we end up not having the true value of our self-worth because it's not our self-worth anymore. Mm-hmm. What people think is their self-worth is the value that other people have placed on them that they've accepted. You think that's part of the a belief system that we, we inherit ourselves, created with yeah, the cultures definitely. or maybe beliefs? Definitely. Because I know some beliefs are great. Yeah. <laughs> but um, some of them are not. Yeah, some of them are not. And I think that the second that any belief is given to you by somebody else, any measuring stick of how you look at yourself is given to you or held by somebody else, then you're inviting a problem. Yeah. Mm. I think that's, that's a self-worth. We believe in somebody that's going to make us happy. Right? Yeah. That's we believe. Thing. It's okay to believe somebody having confidence, but mm-hmm. there's, there's, I think there's a, a very thin line on believing in having confidence mm-hmm. with either someone that you love or have a relationship. Mm. But I always say this, and I always say this to my partner, which is my husband, has been 15 years. Yeah. And I said, I'm happy with you, mm-hmm. and I'm happy without you. Mm-hmm. And people freak out. Say, what do you mean? <laughs> no, no, I'm worth myself. Yeah. Now, I am celebrating and giving to my unconditional love to the marriage. Mm-hmm. But it's not that he's going to make me happy. We're going to mm-hmm. celebrate our happiness together. Our own, you know, all the commitment, the relationship, all the stuff that we create, we're celebrating it together. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make me complete who I am. I have the same thing with, with my wife, Olga. It's this whole idea that we're not here to complete each other. Yeah. We're here to amplify. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. So, Or transform I, each other transform with a great support. Yeah, support. support. Yeah, yeah. This is very different to my value is tied to who you are or what you give me or what you tell me about myself or I'm only a, a man because I've got this woman or this man. I am me and who I am gets added to, amplified and expanded because someone else who's also amplified and expanding themselves come together and make something beautiful. Yeah. Mm. I think that's, we see more, a lot of some of our followers and friends mentioned like, in particular or a group of people and I think it's not just we might see it that way like the LBGT and all the alphabets that <laughs> the and no offense group. right yeah. <laughs> um, and the gay community is uh, very supportive but somehow my friends might see it that in that community we tend to disconnect ourselves mm-hmm. in finding self-worth mm-hmm. somebody to complete 
what we need to complete. Well, I think, and I think it's, it's not only just the gay community, I think it's I think, overall everybody. I think there are collective agreements around relationships that also get amplified in their, their pain aspect when you consider that people are still being oppressed based on their sexual orientation. Yeah. Yeah, you, you nailed it. Yeah. And we're in the, what, moving to the 21st century. <laughs> and we're still dealing with not accepting who we are because the culture that believes and it hinder us to be prosperous and the purpose that we're here. I mean, I've got, I've got interesting views on that. I think, I don't understand why people are so interested with what other people do with their body parts. That's me personally. I, I don't... <laughs> yeah. Behind I, the doors. I don't really my house, care. I can do whatever I want. I don't really... If someone's got a problem with public displays of affection, regardless of someone's sexual orientation, mm. I get it. Yeah. But if you've got no problem with a woman and a man engaging in some hand-holding or kissing... Yeah. Or a woman and a woman, yeah. you're gonna sit at home and you know touch yourself with a woman and a woman. But if it's another combination, then you've got an issue. I think that's a bit stupid. For me, other people are gonna do what they're gonna do. Right. I don't really care. Yeah. I'm comfortable with my heterosexuality. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so you, you, I don't really care about what other people if are doing. We accept who you are and, and write this word for write this question <laughs> with your hand that you normally write. Who are you? <laughs> who are you? In Espanol, in Spanish, quien eres? Quien eres? And then answer with your creative, non-dominant hand, the, the hand that you normally don't write, and it will answer. We're talking about the inner source inside, the inner child. Mm -hmm. It will answer you. And I think when we answer who we are, mm -hmm. and this is global-wide, mm -hmm. who we are, mm -hmm. then we're processing self-worth. Mm -hmm. Part of it. Definitely. Right? Because in the different countries, you know, I come from the United States, you know, mm -hmm. and I come to this beautiful other country, Mexico, La Baja, California. Mm -hmm. right? Different cultures within that, mm -hmm. that that population mm -hmm. but the culture in, in, in my Latino culture um, it, it's very unique but when we're talking about equality as mm -hmm. a Latino mm -hmm. and we all want equality mm -hmm. are we really ready for have equality because let's separate the gay community because they don't have equality they don't have no self-worth mm -hmm. no 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 we gotta change we gotta stick together and make that change transformation together mm -hmm. it's being open and receptive but I travel different countries mm -hmm. Daniel and very different. You go to Europe, mm -hmm. the sexual education system is is presented at a very young yeah, I think approach I, I, I to had the it, community. I, think I, had it, um, I think I got my sex ed when I was 12. Yeah, yeah. But I think now they're talking about doing it earlier. Yeah. There's been some uproar about that. They don't want to sort of teach kids about the birds and the bees and stuff. But. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's where we come to challenge it because, you know, I taught for so many years and, and have parental engagements, workshops, you know, mm -hmm. training. And one of the things that I taught the parents, you don't call the private thing the private thing. It is called a penis. Mm -hmm. It is called a vagina. You have to have these conversations about how the body functions. At a, at a certain age, you, you, you're doing that. But when we hide ourselves dignity, we hide that. We shame ourselves, our bodies. And then when it becomes a challenging, which the other my questions, it comes from we disconnect ourselves from self-worth. I agree, and I think this disconnection starts because we're not even connected within ourselves. Then we're not connected within ourselves. Then we're disconnected within our family about things that matter. Then on our immediate family, like our, our wider family unit, then our communities, then our schools. And then we go out into the world, we haven't learned what connection is. We've been blasted with who we're supposed to be, who we're supposed to love, what we're supposed to vote for, what, all of this stuff. We're bombarded with it. 
and then told to find some value within ourselves when we've never even explored that. Yeah. We've never actually explored that question. And I would really encourage everybody listening to this to do what you said. Ask, who am I with my dominant hand? And then who answer with my non-dominant hand. Give myself the chance to actually have a dialogue that we probably haven't even had with ourselves. Oh, for because of the, the culture believes. Mm -hmm. Leadership, I use this technique to leadership. You know, mm -hmm. somebody wants to vote for whatever leadership, community, you as a president, whatever. Mm -hmm. As an individual, as a leader running for office, ask yourself, who mm -hmm. am I? Mm -hmm. Because you gotta be transparent. You gotta be sincere with the community, but be sincere with yourself. Mm. You know, self-worth comes within yourself. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's that energy that either people place in things or our beliefs hinder us, block that. Mm -hmm. And we depend on somebody to fulfill that happiness. Mm -hmm. And that's when I say, Houston, we have a problem. Definitely. Because then when you do that, you, just, you disconnect from being yourself, not only self-worth, but self, what I think the universe or your God mm -hmm. has created you to fulfill that purpose mm -hmm. in life. Because now you're giving that authority mm -hmm. to someone. And I think that's when we come disconnecting ourselves and being self-worth, mm. I think. I, I think the other thing, one of the things, why is it self-worth is so important? I think self-worth is so important because we can only make choices to the level of where we are. Yeah. We can only experience life to the level that we make our choices. And where we are is ultimately on an unconscious level gonna be dictated by the level of value that we place on ourselves. People might not be having that conversation consciously, and they might not actually understand how much of their disempowering patterns of behavior, disempowering patterns of life that they find themselves in, are tied to the fact that they've got unworthiness, they've got low self-esteem, they've got low self-worth, all of these things happening at an unconscious level. But when we actually start a conscious dialogue with that part of ourselves and boost it up, put it this way, I'm not gonna sit in an abusive relationship if I value myself. I'm not gonna pump heroin into my arms if I value myself. Right? I'm not going to uh, treat people so horribly if I recognize that we're all connected and value life. Yeah. A lot of these disempowering patterns of behavior that we're seeing in the world, hate, hate generally isn't about the other person, it's about us. Yeah, how, perhaps how we were taught in different ways. Mm -hmm. um, and how we feel about ourselves, how we feel about ourselves is reflected in how we treat other people. When we feel what's different, it's because we don't value ourselves enough to know that there's nothing to fear about the other, the other person. You mentioned that fear. Mm -hmm. To me, I interpret fear um, it's a moment of pause and do observation internally. Mm -hmm. It's not about them there, it's about us inside. Mm -hmm. Something that we were taught, something that we adapt in an environment mm -hmm. that has put a pause in ourselves, hinder us to be more open receptive. So like for example, people ask me, do you like menudo? And menudo is, it's, it, people that know what menudo is, it's, it's, it's a soup, mm -hmm. in, in, in traditionally in Latino, and it's Jesus, the stomach of, of the cow, mm -hmm. okay? And you put some stuff and it's good, with, you know, especially when you have a hangover. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. <laughs> but people tell me, you're Latino, you must like that. I go, excuse me, let's have a dialogue. <laughs> but I like what I don't like. It's like if you ask me what kind of man do I like, well, you know, I like mature man, you know, I like hairy man, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's okay, whatever comes with that, you know, non-facial facial hair, it yeah. doesn't matter. It's how you treat yourself and how would you treat me? Mm -hmm. And so we can have those 
conversations, those dialogues, that's what's going on global-wide, that fear that we see in social media. Definitely. Fear is all about us that, you know, we were taught this way. Let's not change. Mm -hmm. And and changes are good if you're open and receptive to that. Mm -hmm. So that change has come into self-worth, I think. Mm -hmm. It's how do you value yourself? Mm. And that's what it comes in. Because I think when, again, if we disconnect ourselves, it's like, why is it, why is it better to be yourself? And that's one of the, the questions I was going to ask you is, because when we embrace that inner selves, I think the prosperity, what I call it, the wealth of the universe is giving you, it's always been there. Mm-hmm. But because of that fear, or believing somebody's going to go fulfill the happiness, mm-hmm has stopped you to grow mm. in a lot of ways, and especially to grow the purpose of life, because we've got to know what's the purpose of life somehow. Mm. Or self-worth is pursue what your heart desires. Mm. You know, do you want a healthy relationship? We talked about that. Mm. A relation, healthy business relationship. Mm-hmm. What is your heart desire? And I think as us, in my group of the gay community mm-hmm. and, and others is, we mature self, you know, 50-something. And somehow is the value how you process self-worthy as you were in your 20s and 30s and now it's 50 mm-hmm. and plus. You know, I'm 50 now. They categorize me as a uh, gay senior mm-hmm. population. Say, I didn't know that, but it's okay. Bring it on. You know? <laughs> um, it's like wine you said earlier. You yeah. know, it's like wine. And it yeah. just, uh, the more mature is there. Better quality, yeah. right? Better quality work. Got to work. So I, I think that part of our, my my population, the gay community, I think we having those challenges. But it comes back to us, self-worth. Where did you disconnect on self-worth? Mm. Do you feel because we're getting mature or older because our skin is changing that no one we're not going to feel attractive? I think I think that the, the, the actual underlying roots are a lot deeper than this. Um, when I first started to coach, I used to coach people going through some kind of midlife crisis. Yeah. Um, and what I found was that midlife crisis, people that had gone to university and realized they didn't know what they wanted, people going through divorce, career change, all of them were having the same emotional experience. And that was, I've been doing what people told me to do, and now I realize what I actually want, and it's not the same thing. And that creates a, a disconnection with identity. There you go. So yes. I, I don't really think it's... I think when it's an identity crisis, yeah. getting to a point where you've spent enough time looking at other people's stories to know that it's not for you and having the opportunity to create your own story or a new story or shift your story, but because you have never done that, never even owned what you want, the mind goes into shutdown and we start freaking out. People have a midlife crisis. They want to turn to alcohol or drug or whatever because they don't know where they're at. They're uncomfortable in that space. It is just... It's that, what I call it, that, that root of that tree that it, mm-hmm. or what we'll call it, the branch that is just, it's dead. You yeah. gotta chop it, get rid of it, mm-hmm. and let another branch manifest those experiences. The roots is you gotta find out who the roots of your trees are. Yeah. Those are people gonna inspire, right? Yeah. And make, they're there for you in the long run. Yeah. And the root of the tree is, we gotta know who are who those root of the trees because as we move it, the tree grows. Mm-hmm. And part of the self-worth is, who are there the people that inspire you? Who are the person that lifts you and moves you unconditionally, mm. no expectations, and has a dialogue conversation with you? Mm. I, I think part of as we're getting older, for myself, I see the young, and I only speak for the LBGTQ and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my community is we're in, we see the young generation 
you know, small population, young nations, not having the gratitude. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was in my 20s and 30s, AIDS crisis, all that. We, we marched humanity rights, you know, humans rights, mm -hmm. uh, change policies. And, all that. and I don't see so much of that. I think what I see, and people could disagree, and say, that's fine. Kind of we created ourselves the entitlement syndrome, what I call it. You're not entitled to anything. Mm -hmm. You gotta work and earn it. Mm -hmm. And it's like I tell even the our gay community, I say, as a leader, I could wear my kinky boots, I could wear anything what I want. But what is the purpose, what is my message mm -hmm. delivering to the community global wide? Mm -hmm. And one of my friends or followers and a leader in here in Baja who supports me, um, he said, you do an amazing job. Don't change it, keep growing. But you know, you're very unique. May I say this, Micah? A gay leader. Because you've been participating in our, in our organization. But you deliver a message. And what I don't see in this generation, the gay community, in a small percentage, giving back. You can perform, you can do, but what are you delivering? What is your purpose, what is your message? And I think as a leader in your platform, you have to bring something so the community could understand. Mm -hmm. You just can't throw them, it's like me going to a, let's call it a country boy bar mm -hmm. somewhere in North Texas. Mm -hmm. And Jimmy walking in the kinky boots. Do you think that how it's gonna, I'm living in Texas, being a Texan, going to that environment, it's not gonna be very friendly, mm -hmm. okay? So how do I do that? Maybe by me, bringing the platform on my conversation to this community, engaging in organizations, be creative with my kinky boots, getting exposed to myself who I am. Then perhaps one day I'll walk in that bar and say, oh, he's here. Mm -hmm. Because what we did, we made a change. We had dialogues, we had conversations. You didn't just throw it in somebody's face, you came to introduce them. It's like someone walking up to you on the street that you've never met before and, and tickling you. A stranger coming to tickle you. It's very different to, oh, hi, sorry, um, do you mind if I stop and talk to you for a moment? I just blah, 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 have an engagement, shake your hand, blah, blah, blah. oh, have a coffee. And then it develops. I think sometimes people lose sight of the natural evolution yeah. of connection. Right. It's like, you don't know me, you don't know what I stand for, but you're going to listen to what I have to say versus developing a dialogue, like you said, and building it over time and then presenting new ideas and giving people opportunity to hear in a language that they actually understand. How do we deal with the low self-esteem of self-worth? Any suggestions for your, your experience? How do we change it? I think first and foremost, acknowledging that it's a challenge. Mm -hmm. I think we can't, we can't deal with something that we're pretending isn't there. And then also acknowledging that we actually have the power to create that change. That's number two. You said a key word, power. Power. <laughs> and I think starting a process of healing what's standing in the way of that change because self-worth isn't there because something's in the way which is pulling away from that worth so healing from the things that are getting in the way i think that's gonna that's gonna really support i think part of the healing that you said the power you know mm -hmm. because we we have all the power because mm -hmm. we're created with that energy mm -hmm. now how we give power to something or an experience is that well my relationship didn't work out for many years for example someone mm -hmm. will say that I said, and you're still having the conversation. You're living here in the moment. Are you still giving, are you still allowing that experience to take the power? And that's what I see some I people. So. Yeah, I agree. And so let's bring back to your power. Mm -hmm. No one, 
no one could take you that power. Mm-hmm. They might attempt, they might try, mm-hmm. they might bring you down, mm-hmm. but we have the power of self-worth. Mm-hmm. We were created with that creativity. We were created with those gifts. We were created with that power. Mm-hmm. And I believe that my, the universe, my God, I'm speaking to my God, mm-hmm. has given me the power to know the purpose of my life, mm-hmm. to inspire, transform people with all my techniques without that power. Mm-hmm. And I'm very reserved in a lot of ways when people are engaged with me, talking to me, doing a project or something, because I just don't want and protecting my power mm-hmm. that is within. It's not super ego. Mm-hmm. It's totally different. It's the power that is inside of us mm-hmm. that's telling us, beware of that. Mm-hmm. Beware that person. Beware that contract. Beware that business. Mm-hmm. Beware that relationship. Oh, relationships. Mm-hmm. So it's that power that is given us. And when we feel grounded, we feel so good. I feel so grounded. You know, I had an interview this past week in the radio. And this just said, you just, you, you know what you're saying. You're grounded. I said, because I'm still learning. I'm still receiving that, that power that is given me. Because I'm figuring out, and I figure it out, and I'm figuring out the purpose of my life. Mm. Purpose of my life that I'm self-worth. I can, my husband does not make me, shares a happiness, but it doesn't make me complete. Yeah. And I think this is what we're talking is, you're finding somebody to make it complete. Mm-hmm. It's called, it's coming from the inner self. We abandon our inner self. Mm. So part of the healing of self-worth is, you journal about it. You, you just, those questions as we just mentioned, and who mm-hmm. are you? And the other question is, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Oh, how do you want to feel self-worth? Mm-hmm. How do you want to feel self-worth? And then answer with a non-dominant hand. Mm-hmm. It's a process. It's not an event. And we can change that because mm-hmm. we have so many people in the global, mm-hmm. on this earth, that are still stuck of self-worth. Mm-hmm. They're, they're looking for someone to complete that happiness and self-worth. Mm-hmm. And that's when we become to disconnect. And then we have those challenges. We handle ourselves to to know what's the purpose of our life. I agree. It's beautiful. Any last words? Self-worth because they're hearing us today. <laughs> You're about to wake up, shake up yourself with self-worth. You got to. You got to own that. Yeah. And I know we have challenges with so many things mm-hmm. in the past. Mm-hmm. And I could share with you more and more. You know, I lost loved ones. I lost a partner 25 years. But I stay focused. Mm-hmm. Those is just experience. Before you answer that, I believe there's no such thing in, in my journey, in my own journey. There's no such thing in my, as a bad experience. Mm-hmm. There were just experiences in life mm-hmm. that taught me something who I am right now mm-hmm. to transform, inspire people. Mm-hmm. Because somebody said that was an awful experience. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. But I think it was an experience to teach us something. Mm-hmm. And we become to understand that and we connect it to self-worth. Mm-hmm. Because and then that experience, possibility, let us stuck and takes ownership of the power that we were created. Mm. So any last words about maybe power, self-worth? Yeah. Um, don't try and do it all at once. Just take it one day at a time. A process, right? Yeah. Just take it one day at a time. One. Baby steps every day. How can I step one baby step closer into self-worth today? How can I love myself a little bit more today? How can I own and honor myself a little bit more today? How can I heal a little bit more today? And do that every day consistently. Then you're and that's by little... Maybe working out, yeah. taking a walk, yeah. having, draw, a, having a, a bath, spending some time yeah. in nature, reconnecting with loved ones, um, 
doing some journaling, maybe doing some healing with someone, working with someone to do some healing, or just one day at a time. Pedicure, medicure. Yeah, yeah. Something. Yeah. Something that you're self-worth, you're owning that power that is given to you. Mm. So we're on the road. Um, Micah, I'm Mike and Baja. And remember, everything starts with a vision. And wake up, shake up your dreams. It's Micah. We'll be on the road. We're on the road. And my friend here, Daniel, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. And we'll see you next on Micah on Mike.